Hello, and welcome to the post-production podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Rachel. And this week, we decided to talk about art, because video production and many other types of production are forms of art, in our opinion. At least in my opinion. I haven't really asked your opinion yet. And we are master artists. Oh, yeah. So we are here to deliver to you all the tea on art. Yes, maybe even making art with tea. Is tea making an art? I guess it can be, if you get super crazy with it. Painting with tea is a thing. I have seen that, yes. I'm currently drinking coffee, so I'm wondering if you could do, like, painting with coffee. Well, you you always see those hipster posts of, like, latte art, which, I mean, I guess is a thing. Painting in the coffee, yeah. Yeah, I guess that counts. It's making a picture and being creative with the cream. It is cream, right? I don't know very much about coffee. It's foam. It's Okay. Actually, edible foam. Our barista friends can probably just come and wreck us both on this one. Roast us in the comments, guys. Wait, do we even have comments? Uh, no, we do not. But they can uh, read us for filth on their Instagram stories. I think we have comments on our website, postprodpod.com. So we do. Anyway, so while we're discussing this, Rachel, what in your opinion is? art so i feel like i should give a little bit of backstory to this and i say that before i give my opinion on literally everything on this podcast (laughs) so sorry not sorry i actually took a class this semester that really heavily focused on philosophies of art like how do you define art and uh, how do you apply that definition and stuff like that and so we read through all these dumb historical theories of art and uh by the end of the semester We all had to write, like, a personal definition of art, like, what we thought should qualify as art. Wonderful. In my opinion, like, you can go around in circles about, like, what specific genres of things are art. You can say, like, oh, paintings are art, but not rap music or stuff like that. And honestly, I think that's counterproductive because everyone's definition of art is so subjective. Even if you say that your definition of art is objective it's still not going to line up with everyone else's. So I primarily base my definition of art on um, whether or not the art has substance, purpose, and some sort of form that it pays respect to. That was your, those were your three points? Essentially, yeah. My first semester of college, I took a modern art class thinking it would be really cool with like, because, you know, I think of like geometric patterns and stuff like that. And that's stuff that I have done personally. I have actually, I did go through a phase where I actually did try to make my own art and like sell it on Etsy or whatever. I didn't know you had an Etsy store. I did. It was unsuccessful. But yeah, I did like geometric drawings and stuff like that. I have a video coming out eventually, if it's not already out of me looking at all of my old drawings that I did in high school and middle school. But anyway, I took a modern art class my first semester of college, and uh, let me tell you, I've seen some art that is not art. Like, the main thing I gleaned from that class is that art is in the eye of the beholder, and from my beholder perspective, I saw a lot of things that were not art. There was one that was just a kitchen sink, a porcelain sink screwed into a wall. Art. The meaning behind it was that it like represented the artist's childhood and it's supposed to awake within you feelings of angst about your own childhood and blah blah blah. And I was like, eh, not everybody's gonna feel that way. Like I'm not a deep art thinker, you know? You get some of those people who will look at a brick and be like, Well, 
but see i i just look at art and think oh this is cool or what is that or they call this art Mm -hmm. i'm a little bit more critical in that sense i guess because i'm not quite as much of a, a consumer of fine art i think art in general is a representation of someone's creative endeavors so like that's why I say video production is an art because it's a it is creative because you have to think through all the angles and the colors and the lighting and everything and photography is also art because you have to think through those same things but there's also writing especially fiction writing and poetry because you have to create a story a completely unique usually story or convey meaning somehow if it's poetry but yeah I think art spans many mediums not just fine art. Dancing. Dancing, too. That's an art. With your body. Not that I'm a dancer. I am not. Also, music or other auditory forms of art. What is your favorite form of art? Well, I'm a musician, so oh, yeah. that is definitely among my... If I were to do like a BuzzFeed list in my head of like Rachel's 10 best ranked art forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music would definitely rank towards the top. I think it's sort of the producer and the communicator in me. Like, I really like art that is visual. And I, I think that includes writing because a lot of writing you consume by reading it. Writing is very much visual. Taking pictures, producing videos, or creating artwork by hand is super visual. I actually was just reading about this form of art the other day that kind of marries writing and typography and visual art. Graphic design? <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> graphic design is my passion. Yeah. <laughs> it's called like one word poetry. Okay. The artist will pick a word or something and they'll stylize it on a background in a certain type font and color. And so the big one that everyone cites is one called light, and it's just the word light, but with an extra gh after the regular gh. Why? And it's yellow, and it's on a white background. And it has this whole deep meaning behind it that you, like, once you read the meaning, you're like, oh, I get that. See, I would look at that and think, lick it. Light. This is why people hate English. For real. Still sounds a lot like graphic design to me, but maybe I'm just not appreciative enough not really my thing yeah well and a lot of the sort of minimalist like poetry stuff came way before graphic design was a thing like in the 70s and 80s as far as poetry is concerned i think i've learned to appreciate it more since going to college because again it's one of those things you have to like really think deeply about it to understand it usually going back to the personality types i'm not an intuitive so (laughs) i'm i'm more concrete i like concrete art which is why I did geometric stuff. But yeah, poetry usually gets into the super abstract and sometimes weird, deep thoughts. And like, I don't mind thinking deeply, but I would like to understand what I'm thinking about before I try to think deeply about it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, which I think that's why art that involves production is so nice. Mm -hmm. Because like, it's very logical and it's very concrete in a lot of ways. And so it's a medium that you can understand if you work to do so. Yeah, I think that's why I enjoy it so much, because it is visual and it is something you can manipulate with your hands and, well, manipulate it as you go. And then, like, even the the final product is, it moves. (laughs) 
I guess that's part of it. It's a visual thing, so you can like see the writing and the camera angles and the colors and everything all come together to create one big creative story. So like it's all these different creative mediums coming together to make one creative art piece in the form of a video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not sure where I was going with that, but I went somewhere. I don't know where the train is going, but going somewhere. So we've discussed my artistic attempts. What about you? Have you ever tried drawing or painting or anything? Honestly, I have been so bad at drawing my entire life. I don't think at, at any point in my life I was like, yeah, I could make a serious career out of this. I am a chronic doodler. Crunk. Crunk. I'm a crunk doodler. <laughs> I uncontrollably draw on everything, like in my notes, on sticky notes, on napkins, just everywhere. But it's hilarious because it's all like terrible stick figures and flowers. Yeah, see, I can't draw things. Like my storyboards are stick figures in shapes that roughly look like a desk or whatever. I think I have attempted to draw things and I've never I never really liked drawing things either. So you know how artists are like look at the fruit bowl and then they just draw it. They they can just draw things just by looking at them. And I cannot do that very well. So that's why I got into geometric stuff because it's just shapes and then you like turn them and move them until it looks cool. I don't know. I think patterns are cool. They're pleasing to look at and easy to draw. I've always liked consuming visual art a lot. I was that nerd kid that loved going to the art museums. See, I was more of a science museum person. This is the difference. <laughs> Concrete. True, yeah. But I don't think at any point I was like, I should try to recreate some visual art myself. I think the closest I've ever come to having an art career was when I got into quarantine. I started drawing postcards for people. They were supposed to be just like super ironic, terrible cartoons. And then they morphed into illustrated puns. So like I drew this terrible lizard for one of my friends whose nickname that I gave her is Lizard. And so I was just going to draw the lizard and send her that. But then I was like, what are jokes about lizards I know? And so then I drew like in weird font around this super badly drawn lizard. What do you call a lizard that does drugs? A marijuana. <laughs> and it was the greatest work of art I've ever done. I mean, yeah, that should be in a museum. All of your postcard puns. It should. That is that is a good idea, just doing little simple drawings and then making them funny. Because like, I don't think drawings have to be super detailed. That's kind of what I did whenever I had to draw a thing, as I was like, okay, how do I make this as not detailed as possible? Like maybe I can make this geometric. So like, okay, fruit bowl. Orange is a circle. Banana is a crescent. The bowl is a semicircle. So, you know, just kind of seeing those familiar shapes and, I don't know, sometimes numbers and letters, too, and then putting them together to make a picture. Right. I've always loved the minimalistic, fun, poppy format of Instagram comics. I don't know if you've seen those. Either they'll do, like, you can swipe through all the panels of the comic, or they'll just post all the comic panels together in a little white thing. Yeah. And it's always just the cutest, little, simplistic, colorful art. And it's mm -hmm. funny half the time, too. So it's always yeah. really compelling to me. Like, I'm going through my Instagram, and, like, everyone's putting out, like, photo or video content. And then I come across this drawing, and I'm like, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I took an art class in Ireland, and one of the things we did was we, we had our textbook with all these different art pieces in it, and the professor gave us this like clear paper for tracing, and she was like, pick a picture in the book, any picture, put the tracing paper over it, and then look for numbers and letters in the picture and draw those on your paper and then lift it up and you've you've drawn the picture with numbers and letters. And that was actually really interesting. Like, hmm. It's like cheating art if you're tracing it, but whatever. I guess it's learning from the masters. Like I think I did a picture of George Washington. So like the ear was a, a nine and the eyes were an eight. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So it's like looking for those familiar shapes and then squishing them together to make something. And it harkens back to your days of almost being a history major. Yeah. Well, the George Washington part, maybe. Exactly. But yeah, while I was there, we went to the Ulster Museum, which is a really cool museum. It's a, okay, the ground floor was the lobby, and they also had a little cafe and a gift shop. And then the first floor, or the second floor, was history, and then the next floor was science, and then the last floor was art. It was a really cool museum. I spent a lot of time there. We spent one day going to the art gallery, and we just had to sit in front of any painting of our choice and just write down things we noticed about it. Hmm. And then at another point, we went back and we looked at these giant, giant pictures, and we sat in groups and did a thing called slow art. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. So it's literally just sitting there and looking at it for a super long time slow art <laughs> and of course the, the professor like gave us things to think about as we looked just start on the top left corner and work your way across and back and forth and just really look at the brush strokes and the colors and how they fit together and what do you think the people in the picture are doing we sat there for a good hour or so and it was actually really interesting and kind of relaxing wow See, that, that's kind of like what I do, except it's with memes that I get fixated on. <laughs> you know, I think memes are going to be considered the uh, art form of our generation. For real. Just have a museum of memes. Memeseum. An entire gallery dedicated to memes. Honestly, like, I think artists are going to go one of two ways. Either they're going to be super offended that anyone would ever call memes art, or they're going to be like... Yeah, memes are totally art, and you guys are being elitist. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I kind of take the view that if it's something that is creative and has structure and substance and purpose, it's probably art. And if you want to consider it bad art, then fine. Because in any field that you're in, doing anything that you do, there's always going to be people that do bad renditions of it. So if you need to, like, just consider memes bad art, fine. But I feel like once you start excluding large genres of creativity from the label of art just because you don't like that our other people get to share your label with you like is that really a good reason to exclude it from being art i think memes are art yes because they require creativity and often humor well the good ones are humorous <laughs> but you see people take the same picture or text or whatever and put it into a new context and I think that takes a lot of creativity to think oh how can I take this piece of a something and make it into something new 
It's usually the same format every time, but it's different context, different content mm-hmm. in the same format. And I think that takes a lot of, that's a creative thing. And it's not hard usually. I don't know. Sometimes it is hard. Well, and even the ones that are bad, a lot of the time they're bad because that is what makes them funny and effective. Someone makes a super bad meme on purpose, but they make it that way because it is literally hilarious that it's that bad. It's part of the artness almost. Yeah, and knowing when to use a certain meme also takes some skill. It's the same kind of thing as knowing what to say at the right time in a, like a humorous conversation, knowing when to crack a joke and knowing exactly what meme would fit well with this conversation. Mm-hmm. And boom. Yeah. We are going to do a memes episode in the future. Yes, we are. Yeah, I had something to say about bad memes and then I totally forgot it. How, how good are you at making memes, would you say? I don't make them often, but when I do make them, they're pretty funny. For me, memes that I make personally are usually inspired by either a specific situation I find funny or by a specific picture I find funny. And it's usually at one of my friend's expenses. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, the memes I make are usually of people I know. We were talking about art. There's a meme episode coming later. We should save some of this content. (laughs) True. It is an art form that many people utilize, and it's pretty easy to use. And if that's your creative outlet, then good for you. Everybody needs a creative outlet, I think. Yes. Be it music, photography, video, dancing, or drawing lizards on postcards. <laughs> yeah, and I think something that keeps people away from using any form of art as a creative outlet is their fear of judgment and their fear of like being imperfect at the thing. I don't know. I think that really stinks because... Me drawing terrible lizards is a lot of fun for me, and it's super creative, like it exercises my creative muscles, but it also helps me get rid of a need to be perfect, which I think that's what creativity is all about. Yeah, and I think one of the keys to being an artist, a creative person, is recognizing the intrinsic value and seeing that as more important than whether or not other people like it. Yeah. Now, if other people like it, then you could make a living out of it, which is nice, but it is important to, it's important for your mental health. Here's my psychology degree coming out. It is important for your mental health to have that creative outlet to express yourself in some sort of special way. And that's the thing, too, is if you do something creative or artistic and you love doing it, I don't see anything wrong with capitalizing it or putting it out on the internet or putting it into distribution in any ways, but I also don't think there should be any pressure to automatically capitalize upon or commercialize something artistic and creative that you are doing for yourself. Yeah, and I think that kind of ruins it too. That's how you get burnt out because then there's this pressure to keep putting stuff out on a regular basis and keeping everything quote-unquote good that people will enjoy and that gets exhausting and I think creativity should be something that you do on your own time in your own way and if you can make a profit off of it great but that shouldn't be your goal because then that starts to make it more of a an obligation than a fun thing yeah I love writing music of all forms, but being a full-time undergrad student in a degree program for music has really, in a lot of ways, it's taught me so much and it's given me a lot of tools 
but I've struggled so much with having enough creative energy to go back to my own space and sit down and write a piece of music because sometimes like studying something that you really like doing and working super hard at it like anything that you work hard at in life it does make you tired sometimes and it is hard to keep that going in consistent and sustainable ways yeah and I think there's always going to be days where you're like I don't want to draw a lizard (laughs) I'm not feeling the creativity I'm not seeing the lizards in my head anymore no or you may be thinking i'm not artistic i don't i can't think of a creative outlet that i would be good at you don't have to be good at it mm-hmm. you can draw lizards on postcards and it'll be okay <laughs> doing something that you enjoy and honestly if you don't think you're very artistic my advice is get a coloring book Just for real color in those lines color outside the lines think outside the lines be creative Woohoo! and it's very relaxing too mm-hmm. this is actually hilarious as kind of a side note When I went to college two years ago, I brought with me two, like, empty coloring books, and one was, like, color the songs, and the other was just some flowers and gardens coloring book. Let me tell you how many times I've had time to color in the last two years of college. Zero. I have not touched the books. (laughs) I brought all kinds of puzzle books and things to college, and maybe I did them a few times more my freshman year when I had more time and I could just get everything done really quickly and then do 12 Sudoku puzzles. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was long ago. As my time and my degree progressed, I didn't really have time to do other creative things. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with too, is I don't have time. Draw a lizard on a postcard. Yeah. It takes two seconds and it doesn't even have to be good. It just has to make you happy. And it doesn't even have to be a lizard. It can be a dog. It can be a rock. Rocks are easy to draw. True. And I think part of it was also my creative outlet was uh, my school assignments for video production and audio production and stuff like that. And even this podcast is a creative outlet because we have to come up with ideas and keep talking about them and come up with the things that will enhance the conversation. Yeah. And it usually works. And sometimes we turn out an episode that's only 20 minutes long because... We had our plan, and we didn't really keep it going. We didn't really expand upon it. That's why I hesitate so much to assign super strict definitions of what specifically is and isn't art, because there are so many creative and artistic things that you can do that refresh you, that don't take up a lot of time, that maybe wouldn't go in an art textbook. And I actually think that's really okay. I love gardening. I love tiny plants. And so during quarantine, I went to Lowe's or wherever and I picked up a bajillion tiny plants and I painted little geometric mountains on all of the pots in complementary colors. Yeah, essentially. And they look like a kindergartner did them, but I had so much fun doing them. And now every time I look at my plants, I'm like, what matters? Aw, my cute little plants. And also, I made that. Frickers. (laughs) And if I don't think something is art necessarily to me, but someone else does see the artistic value of a porcelain sink screwed into a wall, that's okay. Like I said, art is in the eye of the beholder, and we all have different minds. We're all creative in different ways, and I think that's the beauty of creativity. And that has always kind of been the pull of art museums to me. 
that there are so many different mediums of art featured in a lot of art museums, especially the bigger ones. Like, if you go to the Met and you hate statues, then you skip all the rooms with statues in them and you can go look at upholstery or paintings or modern art or tapestries or... And that's just, like, museum art. That doesn't even include street art or music or performance art. Like, there's so much art out there. Find your niche and don't criticize mine. (laughs) I just made a face that I wish y'all could see. Yeah, me too. Yes, everybody has their own taste in art. So it's okay if someone else doesn't like something that you do. That's just a good life rule in general. Another thing is if you compare yourself to others, don't. This is, again, another good life rule in general. Don't compare yourself to others. You are your own unique individual creative person. But especially if it's like a school assignment where everybody has to follow the same prompt and you start comparing everybody else's products compared to yours and you think, oh man, mine isn't as good as that person's or my, I didn't see the prompt that way, that's okay. A professor might not think it's okay, but you saw it in your own creative way and I think that's the whole point of being an individual and having creativity and making something that is unique to you and that is art absolutely if the fun of going through an art museum is the diversity there if you then try to conform your creative mind to fit the mold of everyone else's that beats the point of the beauty that is found in the different kinds of art like a lot of that beauty is that they're different and so if you are a super literal guy who gets a street photography assignment, and goes and takes artistic pictures of puddles and trash, go you, because you have a brain that's different and you're not afraid of applying that to your artwork. In conclusion, draw lizards. Yes, that is the entire takeaway from this podcast. (laughs) Be you, be creative, take art as you see it, and appreciate art the way you will absolutely also buy a coloring book yes you know if you're just if you don't think you have time but you're just in your office sitting around color something let your creativity shine even if you don't think you're super creative just try it it is good for your mental health and good for you in quarantine absolutely and support other people who are being creative like this podcast exactly You know, supporting us is a little easier than it might be to support others who are doing more abstract forms of art. Because you can just uh, smash that follow button on Spotify. Yeah, and you can also visit our website and smash that RSS feed button. Yes. So you can get updated whenever we upload a new podcast. Absolutely. Remember that our website is called postpodprod.com, so you can visit us there. Also, follow us on Instagram at Rachel H&H, or Rachel Hmm, as we lovingly say here, and at Kiri underscore Jones. And tag us in your Instagram story. Let us know you're listening to our podcast. Like, pick your favorite episode or this episode and share it to your story. Tag us, tell us what you think, and we might give you a shout-out. True. And um, if you're a barista and would like to tell us how to do latte art, please correct us. We're interested. Okay, yeah, we're interested, but we don't really care. Okay, someone is speaking for herself. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this has been 
the post-production post production. Pod- podcast. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye now. Goodbye.